Je reviendrai vers vous comme je m'y étais engagé. On the pulse, Che Young Ju. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. And before North Korean leader Kim Jong Un's health condition was under the spotlight early this week, um, the South Korean government had announced the resumption of a long-stalled inter-Korean railway project. And Seoul has been very keen to downplay yes. all these rumors from the north. There's clearly the has a plan. <laughs> desire to move full steam ahead, right. both literally with this railway, but mm-hmm. uh, also figuratively in many ways. Right. Well, so on Monday, South Korea officially announced the resumption of an inter-Korean railway project. And yesterday, the uh, Ministry of Unification held a meeting of the Inter-Korean Exchange Corporation Promotion Council. And during that meeting, uh, it made the decision for the construction of the railway to move forward in a speedier manner. So this 110-kilometer railway, which connects uh, East Coast city of Gangneung to coastal border town of Jejin, has been designated as Inter-Korean Exchange and Cooperation Project. Well, this means that it uh, it entitles the legal exemption from the pre-feasibility survey, so this would shorten the construction period by almost a year and a half. Uh, so the uh, South Korean government hopes to ultimately link the line to a North Korean railway across the border. This has been one of the projects since the first inter-Korean summit in 2000, but the Koreas have seen little progress. That's right. The, uh, the railways and road project was halted in the late 2000s due to the heightened border tensions with the North Korea's uh, military provocations. However, President Moon Jae-in and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un agreed to modernize and reconnect the severed railways during their uh, April 27 summit in 2018. And uh, it held a groundbreaking ceremony for the prospect uh, project in December of the same year. South Korean experts and officials visited the northern section to examine their conditions several times, but actually the uh, construction has not yet started due to the global sanctions banning inter-Korean economic cooperation and also the deadlock in denuclearization talks between Pyongyang and Washington. The resumption seems to have major implications if it all sticks together. Yeah. Uh, well, the connection of the railways across the inter-Korean border is the foundation of Moon Jae-in's new economic map initiative for the Korean Peninsula. And part of his uh, 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 part of the historic Panmunjom Declaration two years ago. So some view that the drive to restore the inter-Korean relations has begun after the ruling party's landslide victory in the general elections. And this announcement can be understood as an expression of its firm commitment to implementing uh, inter-Korean railway cooperation. And also, it can demonstrate that its firm commitment to building the trans-Korean railway to the uh, related players, uh, such as China and Russia, with the hope of creating a chain reaction. And and also, the construction uh, project could provide a much-needed economic boost Uh, In 2018, the Research Institute for Gangwon published a study predicting that the railroad construction project would create 4.7 trillion won worth of manufacturing, nearly 2 uh, trillion won in added value, and 39,000 new jobs. You know, it it sounds in a a certain way very exciting, but we've got the very difficult situation with coronavirus right now. And if it's true that North Korea is very worried about its own 
situation there, it's very unlikely that they're going to rush ahead with major face-to-face cooperation right. anytime soon. But I guess soon. South Korea is trying to send a signal. Signal, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens as well with Chairman Kim Jong-un's situation. Also, the testing we've seen recently in the north, which mm-hmm. uh, is not a positive step with the missiles and so on. But we also have the Unification Ministry here set to hold a ceremony to celebrate the resumption of this project. So that's going to be another signal. Yes. So they will hold a ceremony on coming Monday at Chejin Station in g o s o n g County, Gangwon Province. And in fact, Monday also marks the second anniversary of the Panmunjom Declaration. Well, Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has yet again sent a ritual offering. This is a different kind of signal, isn't it, uh, to Seoul? It's a controversial war shrine where he has sent these offerings in the past, and it's a war shrine of particular contentious meaning in this country. Right. Uh, So on Tuesday, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe sent a ritual offering to Yasukuni Shrine in Tokyo, which is seen as a symbol of Japan's past militarism. Uh, Yashikuni Shrine honors Japan's war dead, including 14 Class A war criminals. And these visits to the shrine by Japanese leaders have been a key source of tension in the region, as uh, Asian neighbors view the visits as an attempt to beautify the country's militaristic past. Meanwhile, this year's event is shorter than usual due to the COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, last week, I've expanded state of emergency declared on April 7 for urban areas to all 47 prefectures. Well, in response to this, South Korea expressed deep disappointment to be predicted. Mm-hmm. Well, South Korean Foreign Ministry spokesperson Kim In-chul expressed deep disappointment and regret and strongly urged the leaders, uh, leaders of Japan to show their will to improve the South Korea-Japan relations by properly facing history and demonstrating through their humble reflection and sincere remorse for Japan's past history. Um, Meanwhile, China's uh, foreign ministry said the offering to the shrine reflects Japan's wrong attitude towards its history of aggression and urged Japan to honor its commitments and take practical actions to win trust from its Asian neighbors and also the international community. Uh, Past visits to the shrine by Japanese leaders and lawmakers, including Abe back in December 2013, have drawn uh, sharp criticism from South Korea and China. And since then, Abe has not paid a visit to the shrine in person, but instead uh, he has sent an offering around key festivals and August 15th, the anniversary of Japan's surrender in World War II. We've had so many controversial stories, haven't we, in in recent months. One of them, though, that might feel like it was on the distant horizon behind us is the Choguk situation. And court hearings were held this week surrounding the former justice minister. Yes, that's right. Um, Final hearing of Choguk's brother, Cho Kwon, was held on Wednesday on charges of embezzlement and bribery uh, via a school foundation owned and operated by the family. Uh, He will be the first one in the Cho family to to be given a sentence, and much attention is on how the judge's decision would influence other ongoing trials on Choguk and his wife. Uh, on the same day, a court hearing on Choguk's wife, Dongyang University professor Cheong Kyungshim, was held as well. And during the hearing, her friend, a professor at Gongju University, attended as a witness. And he admitted that Cho's daughter, Cho Min, did not contribute in the research paper on which she was listed as co-author. Well, what's the latest in the trial that looks like it's going to rumble on for some time, or it feels that way anyway? 
Right. Um, so Jokuk will appear at the Seoul Central District Court on May 8th when the first official court hearing will be held. And among a number of allegations Jo faces, the court will first hear the case over Jo's suspected role in ending an inspection into bribery allegations involving a former Busan vice mayor. Let's talk about the former Busan vice mayor. Prosecutors have sought a five-year prison term? That's right. On Wednesday, the final hearing for Yu Jesu uh, at the Seoul Eastern District Court, prosecutors argue that he received bribes of 49 million won from four company chiefs between 2010 and 2018 during his tenure at the Financial Services Commission. He also allegedly requested employment for his sibling and an internship opportunity for his son. Uh, prosecutors have demanded you to be sent to five years behind bars and penalty of some 47 million won. You uh, has been claiming that they were personal relationships and helping him without any demand for a favor in return. But there's also that connection to former Justice Minister Cho Gu. Yeah, that's right. So according to the prosecution, used alleged wrongdoings were initially subject to an inspection by the presidential office back in 2017. However, that probe was later suspended, allowing him to avoid discipline and move to the southern port city, Busan, where he worked as a vice mayor for economic affairs until last November. So former Justice Minister Choku, who served as former senior presidential secretary for civil affairs at the time, was suspected of intervening in the inspection against uh, you, and Joe had been indicted on a related charge. Now, as part of emergency plans to help sectors that have been really affected hard by this coronavirus pandemic, the government will inject funds. We heard about that in detail in our business news earlier today, but you're going to focus on the film industry. Right. So the Ministry of Culture, Tourism and Sports said on Tuesday that it will inject 17 billion won into the film industry. Uh, It will also give 90% cut in charges for the film development fund imposed on local movie theaters this year. The culture ministry said the uh, cinemas will be charged only 0.3% for the fund by the end of this year, down from the current 3%. Uh, 4.2 billion won will fund films that have been uh, that have had their premieres or productions pushed back because of the virus. Uh, it will spend 9 billion won on discount vouchers to attract people to movie theaters, while 3 billion won will be used to hold special screening events, and 800 million won will be given to film studios to help train their employees. And under the current laws, uh, all local movie theaters should contribute 3% of ticket sales every month to the fund. The total amount of annual imposition is about 54 billion won. Yeah, with the pandemic ongoing, the number of moviegoers has dropped to a record low. And even if people want to go back, mm-hmm. and I, I actually think I know quite a few people in that category. Are you planning to? Well, I I would if a decent new movie was released. But the the problem is getting everybody on board right now. Mm, It'd be tough. Right. So um, last month, 1.8 billion tickets were sold, which is the lowest monthly tally since the local box office uh, data was first compiled in 2004. A year ago, nearly 15 million tickets were sold across the nation. Um, Despite its efforts of quarantine measures such as a seating plan and temperature check and regular disinfections, the total revenue nosedived about uh, 
90% on-year to 15.2 billion won in March, while leading multiplex chains like CGV has, have closed some of their cinemas. How about you, Hyungju? I mean, you've got kids. Haven't they been asking you to go back to the cinema? Actually, they've been watching a lot of movies at home. <laughs> right. Well, I think my kids have associate the cinema with extra... snacks ah, so that's popcorns. that's always appealing to them in fact my five-year-old said to me just last night she wants to go to the cinema this weekend really? to watch minions and oh. i don't i don't think minions is on but uh, <laughs> not yet i have to recreate the magic <laughs> at home somehow uh, but thank you very much for being on the pulse with us today thank you for having me Che h y u n g j u um a regular contributor over many years and we're saying farewell to you as well today aren't we for yes. a while <laughs> I'm sure you'll be back. You've bounced back before. Um, But uh, this is also a a moment for me uh, in a moment just to reflect. But just before I get there, I'll I'll tell you that uh, the Prime Minister, Chang Se-gyun, has announced this morning that the government's planning to increase the number of public mask purchases per person to three from the current two starting next week. This move comes as the supply of public masks have stabilised. Also, 0047 says, for much of my 30s, you started my day. Your dedication to the job and your devotion to delivering accurate news always energised me and encouraged my life. It's an end of an era. Alex, best wishes to you and hope to hear you on the airwaves in Korea once again. Yes, uh, that does bring me to um, a moment that I've been pondering uh, for some time. But uh, very difficult to find the, 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 the right words. having delivered so many words over the last eight years. Uh, TBS EFM does start a new season on Monday. Uh, I would like to wish everybody all the best um, for the future at this station and and beyond for that matter. Um, But as for me, this is my last radio show for the time being. And I want to say certainly today, thank you to our producer, Christina, our writers, Kyungmi, Ajin and and Jamie. Uh, To everyone, though, who's contributed since my first show here at TBS in 2012. I wanted to take this opportunity as well. It's so difficult to find words to describe all the many special guests we've had over that time. And it's testament to the efforts of our team here that I think we've been able to punch well above our weight uh, and and get some of the most amazing guests over the last few years that I, I never would have imagined I would ever have a chance to speak to. Uh, let alone interview live on radio. But I'd like to also dedicate those nearly eight years to the memory of all those whose tragic stories we could never do full justice to. But also to those whose goodness and willingness to help others, regardless of their differences, has actually brightened the world in that time. And once again, I will say thank you for your company. Thank you to Korea, where I found a family in faith and hope to continue to be successful. And God bless you all. Hope to speak with you again.